You're listening to 103.5 FM, The Sun Community Radio, WLSPLP, Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, and you are in homeroom with Brad Saren. Good morning, everybody. Good it's morning, a rainy Dr. day. Saren. It is a rainy day here in Sun Prairie on the Wednesday that we're uh, broadcasting live and Beautiful recording. weekend, but a rainy day today. Yeah, it, it, it got a touch warm, especially when your air conditioning goes we were out doing in your hard house. work outside. I, I think I had a heat stroke afterwards. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it didn't take much, I don't think, uh, to get to that point uh, <laughs> this weekend, but... Hopefully, some cooler weather's on the way. We'll, you know, settle in the spring or settle in the summer instead of uh, getting hit with the, like a brick. Yeah. Well, how many days left here, Keith? Well, we this have, week and next week. Yeah. So. This this week and next week is all we have. That is Keith Nerby. He's our guest today. By the way, I'm Todd Molesky. I'm the host. That's Brad Saren. Hello. He's the superintendent of the Sun Prairie Area School District. Keith Nerby is the high school principal here in Sun Prairie, and Welcome, we're glad Thank to you. have you here. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're here mostly to talk about graduation, but we'll get into that in a minute. Let's talk about you and being principal. You've been principal for now, this is your second or third full year? Third year. Third yes. year. What's that been like for you? What What have you learned? <laughs> um, what uh, What do you hope is, uh, is in the future for Sun Prairie High School then, too? Yeah, so uh, just wrapping up my third year uh, as principal of Sun Prairie High School. Um, you know, I, I think uh, being the largest or one of the largest high schools in the state of Wisconsin, uh, one of the things that uh, that I'm most proud of is, is really just the staff and students. I think, uh, you know, we have amazing students doing amazing things. And because of, uh, because of where we are and, and what we, what we have, the opportunities for our students are, are something that really drew me here three years ago. Um, is just uh, the different programs, different opportunities that kids have, being close to Madison uh, and, and the area. Um, and then just the dedicated staff uh, is really just something that uh, keeps me going every day yeah. uh, when you're trying to, to, to manage and, and lead one of the largest high schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to have a really great group of people around you. Talk about, so, so, so of course, you were a teacher and then a principal before a principal at the, at the high school here. So talk a little bit about your background, what type of principal you were. Or what type of teacher you were? Sure. So um, I started my teaching career in Kenosha. Uh, I was a marketing business teacher down there for uh, about six years, um, running DECA and school store and working with students uh, and staff down there. Uh, did that for, like I said, about six years and then um, decided to go into administration uh, and started in Beloit at uh, Beloit Memorial High School for a year as a dean of students there. Uh, which is a great opportunity to kind of ease into administration and kind of understand what, what it looks like and what it was. And then I uh, spent four years as an assistant principal at uh, Hamilton High School in Sussex, Wisconsin. So four years uh, as an AP there, uh, running and scheduling, uh, doing scheduling and, and working with students there. And then two years at um, Karcher Middle School. So then I was, uh, so I spent most of my career at the high school sure. and spent two years uh, as a principal at uh, middle school, seven, eight middle school, which was just phenomenal. And uh, then came to Sun Prairie and doing three years now at the high school there. Yeah. yeah. And so like me, you're a resident of Sun Prairie, your kids are in the system. Talk a little bit about your kids and, yeah, so, and, your, and your wife is also in the system. Yep. So, um, you know, moving out here for us. Uh, so uh, we have three young children. Um, my uh, oldest. Kids. Yeah. My, thank you. My, th- get that from their mother. <laughs> uh, my <laughs> my uh, oldest is uh, in third grade. 
uh, and they attend um, Westside Elementary. So my uh, th- third grade, a kindergartner, and then one who will be coming up here shortly. So three young kids, um, and my wife is a teacher as well in the in the system here in Sun Prairie. So excited to be living here, excited to be part of the community. Definitely, uh, definitely an exciting place to be with everything that's going on. Yeah, there's never a shortage of things going on. We know that, that about Sun Prairie. Let's talk about graduation. Uh, June 8th, correct? That is a Friday, still still on the Friday night. Friday, June 8th, yeah. That, that, that part hasn't changed, but there is a big change this year. Uh, talk about that a little bit and what went into that. Yeah, so uh, for the first time this year, we're actually going to be graduating off-site. Um, it's kind of been something that's been kind of... Uh, written you know written as as our class sizes continue to grow as we continue to grow we were just outgrowing the field house at the high school and which so, is a tough thing to do i mean that's a it, big field house but it's still it, you get to that point it's it gets a little uncomfortable i'm sure trying to squeeze everyone in absolutely and and uh, yeah asking any of the the families or parents or or, or whoever's been in there it, it becomes a, a very tight squeeze and to the point where i mean people were issued tickets and so families you know could only uh, bring a certain number of of, uh, of their family members. They were given five tickets, um, and we were just outgrowing that. And so this year we we had the discussion where we would have to go down to three tickets for families. And oh my gosh, that's just that's that's not that's had not we good not for, moved, you would have had to issue three tickets. Right. So had we not moved, we would have had to issue three tickets. And and with families and people wanting to see, you know, thirteen years these kids have wor- worked to get to this point, and then to say I'm sorry, you can only bring three people to watch, yeah. uh, is just it's tough. And so we had to have some, uh, some discussions and some work on what we we're going to do. So I'm excited uh, that we are going to be graduating at the uh, Coliseum in Madison. Plenty of seats. We won't have to have any tickets for anybody. So people are it's able wonderful. to bring uh, who they want to bring and, and not have to worry. And uh, it got so bad in the past that, I mean, people were, were scalping tickets. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, so. There's like tons of stories about right. these, these darn tickets yeah. being like, bartered in a black market and you just talk a little bit about what was happening yeah so we'd get reports uh you know every year you know for the for the kids who just you know mom and dad was going to come and so they had you know a couple extra tickets um you know it, it became such a hot commodity that uh that yeah uh, this this kind of black market opened up and and people were selling tickets through facebook and snapchat and everywhere else and yeah. i mean prices were getting up to forty dollars a ticket and that's not what we want to do that's we want people to be able to enjoy the experience and and uh, i think at the coliseum there's going to be i mean there's certainly going to be plenty of seating uh, great parking that was the other issue at yes. the high school is i mean we we're we we're having to shuttle people from you know uh from the park um, from Angel Park uh, to, to get there. Um, here, there's plenty of parking. It's free. There's no cost, which is excellent. Um, and it's just going to be, I think, an overall much better experience. Comfortable chairs instead of sitting in bleachers. Yes. Um, and, and plenty of space for everybody. You know, and Mr. Barth and Ms. Mezzi did just an exceptional job organizing uh, the graduation in previous years. And, I mean, th- there is something to be said for graduating on site, the place that you went to high school. But just like that image of like shuttling people in golf carts and, you know, I, I heard one story from a family where a husband and a wife wouldn't talk for a week because they flipped a coin and and they had to figure out which one, which grandma they were going to bring to a graduation because they didn't have enough tickets and they couldn't find an extra ticket anywhere. And so just like pretty terrible decisions by our families to try to just just cope with the fact that we were putting too many people into into the field house. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely would be nice to graduate at the high school. Without a doubt, that would be our, our first choice. But realistically, we're just we're growing too too quickly to be able to make that happen. Um, a lot of discussion into you know what we needed to do and how those next steps were going to be. Um, but when you have a graduating class of you know five hundred and sixty plus yeah. students. Each one bringing, you know, so, so they're in the field house and then each one bringing, you know, family members. There's just not enough room. And so we don't want families to have to flip coins and to, to uh, have to decide which grandparent gets to come and which not. So but this wasn't a decision you like made in your office alone. Talk about how you <laughs> came to that decision. Yeah. So um, we started with a uh, with a committee. Um, made up of um, myself, some uh, staff members. Uh, you'd mentioned uh, Mr. Barth and Miss Mezzi, who uh, helped put everything for graduation. They, they pretty much run graduation They're for just us. rock stars. Yes, they are. Um, and so they, they were a part of it, as well as we had um, uh, two students and a parent, uh, a staff member, um, or two parents, and uh, uh, Tom Weber from the, from the school board. So sure. uh, a committee who met, uh, we met several times to kind of discuss and talk about what the next steps would be what we needed to do. Do we issue only three tickets? I mean, you know, at that point we were still discussing: do we keep it, you know, at the at, at school, um, and and what do we look at? And so we, we kind of came up with several different uh, different scenarios. I mean, do we keep it in the field house and just issue less tickets? Do we move it to Ashley Field um, and and put it back out on the football field, which is where it used to be held um, years ago? Um, or do we look off-site? And Can so you we, imagine this year at the Mosquitoes having an Ashley Field? Right. I'm sorry. And, and the truth is, Ashley Field doesn't house many more people than the field yeah, house does. Right. I mean, that's, that's really the, the big issue, and you still have parking. You know, if, you've, if you've been to a football game or anything there, you know the parking is, is not uh, ideal. So we still have parking issues. We're not really going to be able to seat many more people. Um, than what we can do now anyway there. And you have all the aspects of being outside. Sure. So the weather, the mosquitoes, the, all of that, that kind of comes into play. So you still have to issue tickets because if it does rain, you need to have it inside. And mm-hmm. so, uh, but we, we explored all of those options and really uh, came down to the best option was to move off site into a, a venue that would be big enough to house everybody yeah, who wanted and with to what we were paying out for shuttling and all of the different amenities regarding like, you know, sound and everything, the... It was like a cost-neutral move. Too, yep, this is, is actually yeah not going to cost us any more than if we if we had it at the field house, which is tough to to really kind of wrap your head around when you think about it. Um, but because of the costs of we had to bring in speaker uh, mm-hmm. you know, speakers, not people to speak, but sound system, we had to bring in a sound system into the field house to to project. We had to um, you know rent the chairs. We had to you know security personnel and, and different people like that. Yeah, the all parking the shuttling and, personnel, the, yep. the people outside. It's like it was quite a production. Like you'd come. In and we'd had staff like parking everybody in a really specific way so that way we could fit everybody in the parking lots and then we had to rent out firefighters park to have people park over there and shuttles back and forth it was a, a huge production and just to go over things again tickets are fr- or there are no tickets you no just tickets. show up no tickets just, just show, show up, up at the door yeah. parking is for free yes just drive in whoop, whoop. um yeah. Plenty of handicap parking right okay, up front. Uh, the one thing I do want to say about parking is um, if you've ever been to the Coliseum, when you first kind of come into the Coliseum, that front parking uh, parking lot is for all of our parents and family and, and guests who want to come in. The back parking lot, the uh, west uh, side parking lot behind the Coliseum is where all the students should be parking because the students need to get there a little bit early. So our students... Um, 
uh, we, we'd like there by 545 ready to go, um, which means they need to get there, you know, by 530 or so to, to park and walk in. So they'll park on the back end behind kind of the Coliseum. Those doors will be open right. on the west side, but the families and parents and everything will be on the, on the front side. And the ceremony starts at 630? Is that 630, the plan? which is a different time than what it's been in the past. Okay. As, we, as we moved it um, to Madison, we wanted to be conscious of, uh, you know, the travel time and some of that as well. So okay. it, it did move to 630. Um, and so that, that's when it'll start. The doors will open at 530 for families. So no reason to get there super early. That was the other thing is when we were holding it at the field house, yeah, I mean, we a, had people camping yeah, out yeah. almost. There's I mean, there's sort a of field. competitive seat reserving. <laughs> right. Uh, we're here. There's plenty of seats and, uh, and all they're great all views. Yes, yep. they're all great. There's seats. no no bad seat uh, there. So there's no reason to, to have to get there super early. But the doors will open at 530. I do want to mention that uh, the, as in past years, the graduation ceremony will be live on KSUN here through the Sun Prairie Media Center. Uh, that being on channel 983 on Charter and channels 13 and 1013 on TDS. It's also streaming live at sunprairiemediacenter.com slash KSUN. Uh, the Media Center is also offering DVDs and USB copies for purchase uh, of, of the ceremony. Um, you can uh, obtain those by contacting the media center here at uh, 837 4193. Uh, you can stop in here at the uh, library around the corner from uh, uh, the main doors of the library uh, or also on the website sunprairiemediacenter.com. Um, I know those are pretty popular. Uh, yeah, and you can, great. you can imagine why that's a, it's a pretty big moment in, in, in a lot of people's lives and the, uh, um, you want to you want to have a keepsake of that, and that's a that's a really great option too. Keith, some of our listeners just haven't been to a graduation in a while, so just to describe what this is going to look like. Everything from you know, you're pretty strict with dress codes mm-hmm. for kids to make sure that 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 the way that our students and staff honor this honors you know the experience that these kids have have had in our in our system. So talk a little bit about what this looks like, expectations for kids as they're as they're there and uh, celebrating the special moment. Yeah, so uh, we're we're super excited about graduation coming up. Obviously, um, I think our families are are very excited about it. It's something that they've waited a long time, and to cross that stage is a really big deal. One of the things that we try to stress is this is the ceremony, the party, the celebration, all that happens after. And so, uh, one of the things that we try to really make sure that we are uh, sharing with the kids and with our families is um, we want it to be a dignified ceremony. Everybody has waited to have their kid cross that stage and they want to hear the name. So one of the things that we ask is, I mean, the noisemakers and all that kind of stuff, that can wait. But there's, you know, it's really sad when when a kid crosses stage and then all of a sudden, you know, noisemakers and, and people are screaming and the next name is called and you can't even hear it. Um, so we, we, you know, that that's a big thing that we want to stress is that this this is the ceremony. Uh, and, and as such, we, we expect the kids to, to adhere to that. Um, you know, no flip-flops, um, no shorts. They will have their gowns on, but still, um, you know, that you, if you're wearing a T-shirt, you can see that under the gown. And so yeah. we wanted to want the students to take this um, as the as the dignified ceremony that it is. It's a lot of hard work to get to this point, and we want to celebrate that. So uh, so we do ask the kids to, to you know to to wear tied shoes and no tennis shoes, no flip flops, um, you know, T-shirts and that kind of thing aren't permitted. And if I'm a parent and I want this like this this special moment captured. What's the best way to go about doing this? 
Yep. So two ways. One, it was already mentioned. You can certainly purchase the the DVD and have the, the entire ceremony. We also have a photographer that we've hired. Um, parents won't be able to run down on the stage and take pictures. Um, you know, they can from their seats take pictures. But we have a photographer who will be right down there who will be taking pictures of every single student. Um, parents are able to... Um, um, Order those tickets so there'll be information that uh, has come out already on Blackboard and that will come out once again. Um, you can pre-sign up to to purchase to, you know purchase uh, the the pictures or even after the photographer will uh, will be sending something out to all the families saying if you want to purchase. So whether you've signed up ahead of time or not, uh, every picture will be taken of the graduate crossing yes. the stage right there. Mm-hmm. So you'll have a nice up close um, picture. Um, which is just a great opportunity and, and, and uh, a great service for our families as well. So when you made this, this, this you know, decision, uh, how many people reached out and just really had you know, some concerns about it? Yeah, so I mean that—that's the I was anticipating that there would be that there would be some you know we're moving it offsite. Uh, some first of the concerns, time. first time, um, but really next to none. Um, you know, there were a few people who just mentioned it would be nice to graduate at you know, at the school, which I, I agree with. Nobody was upset about the idea of no tickets, yeah. um, having great parking. <laughs> Big um, surprise there. Right. No, so, a- um, and, the, and the truth is we don't have anything in Sun Prairie that can house uh, this this number of, of families and, and what we need to do. So it was the closest and most logical choice. So really the the, the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive, I think, for, yeah. for most of our families, just the idea that they don't have to pick families or that kind of thing. You're listening to Homeroom on 103.5 The Sun Community Radio, coming to you from the 103.5 The Sun Studios, underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. Our guest today is Keith Nurby, the high school principal. Uh, we're talking about graduation and other topics. Uh, while we're talking about graduation, I just want to ask, what's the what's all involved in this ceremony? We know, you know, students cross mm-hmm. the stage. I would imagine there are people speaking. What uh, what can you preview for us uh, in terms of that? Yeah, so um, so I will be giving a riveting speech. Uh, that is always the highlight of every graduation. Forty five minutes, right? Isn't it? Yes, it's um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. People people don't come to hear uh, uh, Brad or I speak. I no, don't think they so. Do not. We keep ours pretty short. Um, but uh, so the kids will all walk in. Um, the school board members uh, will will help bring in our, our graduating class. Uh, we'll follow them in um, as administrators, both um, district office administrators, building administrators. We bring them in. Um, and then we have our students. So the, the speakers are really our students. And the great part about how we uh, how students speak is they're picked by their peers. Mm. So this process starts um, back in December, to be perfectly honest with you, where students are nominated um, to uh, to speak. And it starts with a group of about 10 to 12 students. And then they give us uh, a speech to their senior class, a little snippet. And um, that class kind of votes on who they want. When it gets narrowed down a little bit more, then they give a speech to the um, staff, the faculty at Sun Prairie High School, and then um, we also vote. And those are how our speakers are, are determined. It's based on uh, the students and staff um, at Sun Prairie, which is, I think, pretty exciting that, cool. it, that, they, that the yeah. students get to kind of have a say in, in what that looks like. The speeches the last two years have been just awesome, too. Great speeches by kids. Yep. So we have uh, three students who will, who will speak. Um, during the ceremony. So um, one who will will start the ceremony speaking, we then graduate about half of the students, there's another speech, and then the other half graduate, and then um, it's an all-in-one ceremony, but that's how it's broken up, and then uh, a closing speech by another uh, student. So it's so a, the whole it's, graduation is only, is, lasts about how long? About two hours. Mm-hmm. So we'll get through, like I said, you know, 560 plus students. The speeches, you know, right, you know, everybody's name called, um, all that great stuff. And we try to, 
we want to honor people's time and and um, and and that. So um, in the past, we've we've gotten it down to about two hours in time. That's amazing. I, it's been a while for me since I graduated, but I was in a class of three hundred, and it felt like that took forever <laughs> that we were sitting in there, and it was hot and it was sticky, and you know, the, obviously this way it'll be a little bit more climate controlled too, and you'll have a little nicer uh, setup there. What is um, I guess let, let, let's shift away and, and talk a little bit about what's going on at the high school now. What what kind of things do you see? Uh, you know, what what do you want to promote? What do you th- see the good things that are happening at, at Sun Prairie High School? That I mean, you get to see them every day. The people in, in the community don't probably get to see you know the stuff that's happening inside the walls a lot. What what can you share about the great things that are going on there? Yeah, you know, and I, I kind of started about what, one of the things that most uh, intrigued me uh, about Sun Prairie to begin with were the opportunities that our students have. Um, both academically, athletic, uh, through through athletics and through uh, clubs and organizations. And so I think, you know, one of the things that we, you know, either read about or we hear a lot about are not necessarily always the the positive great things that are happening, um, but there are so many that, that are. So again, with our clubs and organizations, um, you know, um, DECA sending, sending uh, one of the largest contingency uh, in the state of students to the national competition, yeah, which is just phenomenal. Um, Sarah Hart Olson is, is our uh, DECA advisor. Um, but from the entire state, we had one of the largest con- contingencies um, who went out to the national competition, which is awesome. Last week, our ultimate frisbee team took third yeah. in state. Exactly. Yep. Um, so just so many, so many fantastic things happening. Obviously, uh, with our, our sports teams um, right now, our uh, softball. Uh, first place in the Big Eight Conference, undefeated season, twenty-five and zero going in right now. I don't know if I'm, am I supposed they, to say that or is yeah. that like a jinx or something? But <laughs> no, they are not. they are doing phenomenal. Um, so for, first place for our uh, people, softball. People have been trying to jinx them the whole year. <laughs> I right. think it hasn't worked yet. Mm-mm. Our baseball is is also in first place in the Big Eight Conference, um, tied with Middleton. Yeah. Uh, currently ranked first in the state. So I mean, a lot of great things happening. Uh, boys golf placed second in WIA regionals. Uh, boys tennis place first. Uh, girls soccer is ranked ninth in the state. Uh, boys and girls track. Girls just placed first in conference. Boys second. Um, you know, just so many, so many, and, and I'm missing. And so I always hate to like name yeah. some things because somebody's going to say you, you didn't mention this. Um, and when we have just the success we're having with our students, it's it's hard to get all of it in. Um, but so many great things that have been happening and, and, all, and all, all year long. The other thing is, you know, we're, as we're wrapping up the school year, the projects and activities that kids are doing right now are just phenomenal. It's, it's a lot of fun to walk in classrooms right now and see kids presenting and sharing their ideas and, and uh, the research and the work that they've been doing. So just so many uh, really cool things happening. Um, and that, you know, that's by the students, but, you know, our staff um, putting that together and, and putting those um, those opportunities for, for everybody. They're, uh, they're also ramping up for finals week. Talk a little bit about finals mm-hmm. week here coming up. Yeah, so uh, so we have this week, and next week we start finals. So Wednesday is day one of, uh, of our finals, um, and that's that's the big thing. So our kids are, are working hard uh, studying and putting things together. They better be, I hope so. They are maxes, I <laughs> yes. know that, my son. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're, uh, they're, they're starting to, to cram and do what they need to do for that. But starting Wednesday, we, we start with finals. So um, we'll have three finals on Wednesday, three finals on Thursday, and one final on Friday. Um, so try to spread it out over a few different, you know, a few days, but it's still kids will have, you know, up to three finals on a, on a day. But, um, so yeah, getting ready for that. And, and Friday, next Friday, the eighth is the, the last day, uh, for us finals end at nine 30. 
Um, and then students will be able to get their schedules and turn in their Chromebooks and, and finalize all of that stuff. And then um, graduations later that night. So a lot going on here in the next, you know, week and a half. Yeah, that's a busy day. And then you get set for summer school in a, in a few weeks after that. Or yeah, summer school pretty starts, quickly yeah. after yeah, that. Yeah, there's one week off and then yeah. and then the building gets turned into uh, getting ready for, for summer school. And, yeah, and which is a huge operation. Yeah. For us, if I remember, Brad, you probably know better than I do, but I believe we are the largest summer school, number of students who participate in summer school in the state as well. In the well. state of Wisconsin. We, we've had oh. Shelly Joan Weiss on the program, mm-hmm. too, and if you want to listen to the podcast, you can go to our website and log back into the summer school program. But yes, indeed, we've got the largest summer schools program in the state of Wisconsin. Just tons of opportunities, like I just mentioned Max. Max himself, he's going to take uh, physical education over the summer just uh, just to be able to get that out of the way and and dive into his schedule for next year. So it's just it's it's an unbelievable opportunity for kids. Last year my daughter my daughter took a French cooking class for <laughs> summer school, which was also amazing. To this day if you say like what's your favorite type of food? She'll say French food because I know how to make it. <laughs> so yeah, very cool. Talk a little bit about another big thing that's happening next year. You guys have been working on just exceptionally hard over this year, uh, which is uh, a transition to opening up access to classes through block scheduling. Yeah, so one of the uh one of the big things that uh, that we're working on, uh, or that we've been working on, is is yeah our transition to block schedule. So next year, um, we will be uh, students will have uh, four periods per day, uh, and eight classes throughout the year. So this has been a big uh, a big change, a big discussion. Right now, currently, our students have uh, seven classes, uh, and they run about fifty two minutes each. Next year, uh, the day they'll have four each day, and they'll run eighty seven minutes. The exciting thing about uh, the block schedule, for from you know, my point of view anyway, is uh, the extra class. So mm-hmm. eight eight classes, which really gives students more opportunities. They're able to you know if they if they wanted a study hall, but they were worried that they couldn't fit it in their schedule to get their classes. Now they can put that study hall in to, to help manage yeah. the, the the classes and the caseload. Um, if they wanted to try, you know, cooking, if they wanted to try foods and or, or they wanted to, um, you know, take an extra English class or a math class or that sort of thing, they now have those opportunities to fit that in. But they don't have to decide between music and world language mm-hmm. and, and taking, you know, a, a technology class and that sort of thing. So it really offers another opportunity. That's a full credit each year, which gives them four more credits by the time um, they're graduating, which yeah. is really exciting. And you just experimented with it, too. Yeah, so right before uh, spring break, we decided we were going to run kind of that that uh, that block schedule, give the students an opportunity and the staff an opportunity to see what that feels like and what that looks like. And so we took two days. Because the way our schedules run, um, it's an A-B schedule mm-hmm. day. There's a lot of different kind of ways to do block scheduling. Excuse me, there are a lot of different ways to do block scheduling. Uh, we're looking at A-B, which means classes meet every other day. So um, we decided to give that a try and, and, and have it run. It went really, really well. Yeah. Ton of positive feedback. I mean, I think one of the things students are most concerned about, 87 minutes yeah, in a class. It's going to be one that, long lecture. What's that going to look like? Um, and it's not. Uh, when you when we've done these visits, so we've went out and visited with uh, other schools that are doing block schedule. I've been fortunate that uh, in, in my career when I was at you know Hamilton for four years, we did a block schedule. When I was a teacher in Kenosha, it was under a block schedule. So I'm pretty familiar with what that looks like. Um, and when you talk to students and staff who've been in block schedules, they all rave about it. And so even our current teachers who've been in block schedules talk about how exciting it is. The kids, when you talk to kids who, who are in block, 
boy, 87 minutes sounds like a long time. 90 minutes sounds like a long time. But as soon as you're in there and you're doing different activities, like, it really breaks up the class. Mm-hmm. So you're not doing an 87-minute lecture. You're, you're doing a 25-minute lecture, but then there's hands-on opportunities. There's group time. There's all these other opportunities, and you're able to get deeper and richer into the content. Yeah, definitely. We've only got a couple minutes left. Brad, I know you've got uh, a list of things you want I to mention going do. on in the district. Uh, so get right into it, and we'll uh, kind all right, of wrap I'm gonna this up right in right in. So uh, tonight we've got secondary school space planning at the, at the high school in the LMC. It starts at... Six o'clock. Uh, also tonight, we've got the high school uh, orchestra concert. It's at the Performing Arts Center. It starts at eight o'clock. Uh, Cardinal Heights uh, and the Sun Prairie High School Choir Concert is on the thirty-first at six thirty at the high school in the Performing Arts Center. And then we also have a secondary school space planning focus group where the two uh, liaisons, community liaisons, will be uh, just leading feedback. Um, and that's on June fourth at six o'clock in the LMC at the high school. June sixth is another secondary school space planning committee meeting. That's at the LMC. Uh, that's starts at uh, 6-2. Um, and then, of course, graduation. So we've got always lots of stuff. Check out our Facebook page if you want any more information. All the information is on there. Uh, to recap, Keith Nerby, thanks for joining us, high school principal. Thank you. Thank you for being here. To recap, no tickets needed for graduation. Just show up at the Coliseum. Yep. Free parking. Free parking. And uh, have fun and enjoy it. 6-30. 6-30. No flip-flops. On Friday, June 8th. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, Thanks, best Keith. of luck in finishing out uh, the school year. Thank you very much. Dr. Saren Brad, we'll see you in a couple weeks. It's always great to see you. You have been listening to Homeroom on 103.5 FM, The Sun Community Radio. Oh.